This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's 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 your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Um, your thoughts on Theo and a Mets fit and just the Mets off season. If you want to reiterate the comments from earlier. Yeah, sure. I mean, just to talk about Theo, I think anybody who would say they don't want Theo Epstein a part of their organization would be lying. Like he's just one of the most successful executives ever. Mm-hmm. That being said, wasn't ever on my radar. David Stearns was always the guy that was, yeah. you know, we were scoped in on that's our target. That's who we wanted. And once he kind of stepped away from the Brewers last year, you knew he was going to be with the Mets. It was just a matter of time. And literally the next day after the season ended, they're like, David Stearns is here. So that had been in the works forever. But in terms of the offseason, again, it's to the average fan, probably disappointing because none of the names are cool. None of them are sexy. There are a lot of guys I said were in the nooks and crannies that you're taking low risks on and hoping for a high reward. Guys like Luis Severino, who have you know shown it before. And I think the Mets just, they have a plan and I think they're executing it right now. Like you guys said earlier, you can't sign Max Scherzer. You can't sign Justin Verlander every single off season. And for the Mets who probably desperately need to reset the uh, luxury tax threshold at some point, this is one of the ways that you do it uh, is not spending $200 million on Jordan Montgomery, who I know some Mets fans want them to get. It's not spending money on Cody Bellinger. It's, it's getting the Luis Severinos. It's, signing Jake Diekman in the bullpen, uh, finding the guys to fill in the spots here and there. I have a question for you. Will Pete Alonzo be a Met on August 1st of 2024? Yes. Yes, he will. Um, I think there's no there's no real reason for the Mets to trade Pete Alonzo. Uh, unfortunately, they're past the point of where you would get some real value back for him, I think, in terms mm-hmm. of prospect capital. I know, like, my favorite one to, to throw out is, like, the Bleacher Report uh, fake trade rumor they always throw out where they're like, Matt Mervis. Like, dude, we're not trading for Matt Mervis. Like, that <laughs> 25-year-old who can't crack first base for the Cubs who desperately need a guy there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Mets aren't taking him. David Stearns is not an idiot. So, and you you look back even at some of the first basemen recently that have been traded. You know, Freddie Freeman, uh, not Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson and Paul Goldschmidt. The package back wasn't particularly great. Uh, mm-hmm. Even, like, Teixeira is another guy who got right. traded uh, with, I think, a year or two left. The packages just aren't great back for first baseman. So outside of saving money, which the Mets are still going to be above the luxury tax thresholds, even if they get rid of Pete, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And you're totally going to lose the fan base. Like He is, without a doubt, everybody's favorite player. Right. You trade Pete in an offseason that a lot of fans in general are upset about. Mm-hmm. No one's going to show up to the games. No one will be there. And I think optically it's the right move because – 
how what what are you going to get back for Pete Alonso realistically? Like that's going to make yeah. you excited. I don't think there's really much, which is crazy because mm-hmm. he's so good. But that's right. just first baseman value in a contract year for a guy who's like, I'm going to free agency and I want to be the most the highest paid first baseman ever. Uh, it's it'll it'll really depend, I think, on who needs what at the trade deadline because you you essentially need to try to find a way to create a bidding war where you can get that. Oh, we have to do this. We're going to get that. Okay. Where, where we, because it'll be easier to sell to Mets fans if the Mets are like They're five bad. games below 500 uh, <laughs> at the trade deadline. And they are so far behind the Braves and the Phillies and they are not even sniffing the wild card. Then, if if the offer is there and there is a team desperate enough that needs pop, needs power, and is willing to give you something that is going to – I mean, I feel like you need that immediate impact too. You, I don't yeah. think you can deal him for a guy that, okay, maybe we'll see in four years. You can get a guy that shows up next year and is an important part because you can always go out there and resign him. Now, if you keep him and you go through the motions, you can attach a qualifying offer to him and then you at least get the draft pick. So – Whatever your, I think if it gets to the point of the deadline where, again, if the fan base is just kind of checking out anyway because the team is terrible and it just infuriates them to watch games, if the return can be better than, and not just narrowly, like really better than what a draft comp pick would be, then I think you have to at least think about it because you can try to, I think they should, try to bring him back. He feels like a Met. How I I would love for Pete Alonso to be a Met long term on my channel. I know I've been talking about potential trades for Pete Alonso. That doesn't mean I don't want Pete to be a Met. Like I want Pete to be a Met for the rest of the twenties and into the thirties. Um, that's that's just my feeling on that. As far as the outlook for this twenty twenty four season, what kind of expectations are you heading into the year with? Yeah, the way that I've been talking about it uh, on the podcast has been this is going to be a season of, like, if you love baseball, it's going to be fun to watch the Mets play this year. There's going to mm-hmm. be some just devastatingly bad games where Jake <laughs> Diekman's going to come in and walk six guys in a row, and they're going to lose by eight because mm-hmm. the bullpen blew it. But mm-hmm. then there's there's going to be a lot of games where, like, they scrap it out. DJ Stewart's going to get a big hit for you. Maybe Brett Beatty starts to heat up. There's a lot of really cool things that can happen this year for the Mets that for me, and I'm sure for you guys, if you're a Mets fans that love baseball, like we do, it's it's an exciting team to watch from that perspective. It's almost built like kind of hodgepodge, but with really strong players like Lindor, Nimmo, Alvarez, Pete Alonso, hard to find like four really good players like that on many teams. It's just the guys around them are the big question marks. And if McNeil comes back, come back, comes back to hit this year, if, DJ Stewart, if Mark Vientos and Brett Beatty remember how to play baseball, like there's a mm-hmm. world where this Mets team can surprise a lot of people. The way I've been saying it is they're probably a 500 team, five wins below, five wins above. That's kind of like their, yeah. their stretch. And 85 is kind of my hopeful thought for them, 85 wins. Yeah. Mauricio's back midseason at no, best. He's, he's, he's out the all whole year. year. Is it the yeah. whole year? Because he uh, tore the ACL, got the surgery, and they're like, maybe October. I'm like, that's funny. Well, let's let's get there and see how that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I wanted to just add one thing to the yep. Pete Alonzo thing. I, I, uh, when it comes to Pete Alonzo at the trade deadline, you all know I, I, I love my trades. I love, I love me some baseball trade values. I know it's a hot topic <laughs> out there. Um, but one thing baseball trade values has actually done, they've added, which I think arguably is better than the trade simulator they have because there's so much variables when it comes to the trade stuff. But one thing they've added this year is uh, future timelines uh, for players. And you can look up a future value for their future trade value, future extension value, and future free agent value. And they've actually been nailing it this offseason. Bobby Witt almost had it dead on with what he ended up getting. Uh, But Pete Alonso, it's funny because his future trade value right now is at August 1st is looking at around $4 just so happens to be the same value as a compensation pick, right? For the qualifying mm-hmm. offer. So that's what I think is, and Jim, I'm basically just in a long way telling you, I agree because really at this point, you might as well just keep Pete Alonzo. It's, it's going to hurt more to trade him in my opinion now than to, you know, yeah, I think you just got to keep him for now. And then well, and if they're out of it, right. Then yeah, trade him. So, your Red Sox are a great example because let's say they are in a fight in that American League East. And let's say either Cassis or Yoshida, one of the two gets hurt. And all of a sudden, they find themselves needing some power and they are in a dogfight in that division. And Pete could play first, Pete could DH, whichever one, because again, Cassis or Yoshida in this scenario have gotten hurt. The Red Sox could step up and overpay for Pete at that point. And that would be kind of interesting to that's what needs. That's probably what needs to happen is one of these teams competing for a frankly a wild card spot. I don't know if a division leader is going to go for, it, but one of those teams fighting for a wild card spot, trying to get in um, needs power. Maybe somebody went down a month before and isn't going to be back. And Pete could be the bat. I mean, think, let's think about this real quick. Can you think of anybody else? And this is sort of off the, you know, off the cuff here. Can you think of anybody else that might be available at the deadline from a bat perspective that could have the same impact as Pete Alonso? And I really don't have anybody. Yeah, so, it, right, Adamas, if he stays, if like, it, that's right, not same, that's not the same bat. But right. yeah, yeah, no. that's more the position thing with him is just you're getting a good shortstop at that point. Right. So it's like, I mean, here's the thing. Pete Alonso is arguably the best power hitter in baseball. Like that's mm-hmm. that's if he's not number one, he's two or three. So it's like yep. he will automatically make your team's offense significantly better. There's yep. no doubt about yep. the production that Pete has on the field, which is what makes him so enticing. But at the same time, I mean, like you said, it's going to have to be a wild card team that also mm-hmm. – is able to pony up enough to make it worth the Mets' yep. while, which is going to be tough. It's going to be so hard to find an actual right suitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else you see them doing this uh, this offseason, or are they are they pretty much done after this these most recent moves? 
I think the Mets are going to sneaky be in on these guys, these big names that yeah. are still waiting. As the, as the uh, spring training gets closer and closer, maybe as spring training starts, mm-hmm. this is perfect for the Mets, and this is exactly yeah. where they want to be. Blake Snell, it's uh, February 20th. You're not signed to a team. How about one year, $30 million this year? Okay, mm-hmm. sign it. Sign it, prove it, whatever the, the contract's going to be. Or yeah. even like a Cody Bellinger, we'll give you one for whatever it's going to be, and you can play the corner outfield, center field, first base for – uh, Pete Alonso to go DH if you want. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily likely by any means, but the big brain is like as the offseason keeps going and these guys remain unsigned, this is perfect for the Mets who definitely don't want to give out long-term contracts. And once yeah. you get deeper, you don't you don't get long-term contracts. Yeah, and I think too, I think we could actually end up having a pretty fun couple of weeks here because I mm-hmm. think the more these guys hang on to this market, I think you're going to get some surprise teams pop up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it could be really fun. Uh, I'm excited for I'm it. with you. It, yeah, we could we could uh see a little bit of a, a free agent flurry here uh as as we kind of get closer to especially the teams pitchers. playing games. Yeah, yeah, these guys these guys feel it too. All these players like their yeah. body is like I'm getting ready to play. Why am I not playing? Why am I not working out? Why am mm-hmm. I still sitting at home? At some yeah. point they're going to become impatient and that's I mean, like, I want the players to get paid all the money in the world, go players, but, like, this is exactly what the teams want. Yeah, exactly. 